We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. In Christ, human distinctions are removed. If these distinctions are no problem for him, they shouldn't be a problem for us. Everyone is equal at the cross. That is a point that the Apostle Paul makes to the church at Colossae very aggressively, as we'll hear on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, our teacher, and he's continuing his study in the book of Colossians today. If you've missed any of these past studies in this series, you'll find them on our ministry website, studyversebyverse.com. Pastor Layton is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and their website is highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to uh, chapter 3 of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, if you're new with this, uh, maybe new to studying the Bible, we're really glad that you're here this morning. Uh, just inside of the front cover of the Bible, you'll find a table of contents uh, the Bible is actually a book of books. There's 66 books in it. Uh, they're divided into two major sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is what was written before Christ, about Christ. Uh, the New Testament was what was written after Christ, about Christ. It's all about Christ. And uh, you'll find Colossians in that New Testament uh, portion. It'll tell you what page to turn to. We're in uh, Colossians chapter 3. We believe that the Bible is God's Word to us. We want to know what it says, what it means, how it applies. Uh, we as a church, we're a Christ-centered Bible teaching church. What we do is based on Scripture. That's why we spent the last two weeks talking about what we're doing missions-wise, because we're doing that in participation with and fulfillment of the Great Commission. Now we're going to come back to our study of uh, Colossians, because we find that Colossian Christians, like Christians today, uh, were fond of mixing the truths of Christ with ideas from their surrounding culture. They could fall into either legalism or licentiousness, the doctrines of the faith were mingled. The integrity of the gospel was compromised. Uh, it became difficult to, to take that version of Christianity and, and distinguish it from any other religion. And uh, the ancient empire, Roman Empire, uh, embodied religious pluralism. Basically, every nation they invaded, invaded them with the religions. They, in, in the Roman Empire, you could believe whatever you wanted to believe, as long as you were willing to say, Caesar is Lord. And we also live today in an era of religious pluralism. But in response to this, Colossians declares loud and clear this truth. Jesus Christ is Lord. You see, true Christianity is all about Christ Jesus. He is preeminent. He is supreme. He is of first importance. Everything revolves around Him. True Christianity is all about Christ. And that's because Christ Jesus is unique. Christ Jesus is God incarnate. The word incarnate means in the flesh. He is God in the flesh who came to reconcile mankind with God by making peace through His death on the cross. The supremacy of Christ is the theme of Colossians. No other New Testament book declares more fully or defends more thoroughly the Lordship of Christ. Now our study today is going to begin around verse 9 or 10 
But I'd like to begin reading from the beginning of the chapter so that we can have a context to our study. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. But Christ is all and in all. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So this uh, section continues Paul's exhortation to the Christian to live a holy life. And it continues the illustration of clothing or garments. Put off these and put on these. Put off the grave clothes of sin and the old life and put on the grace clothes of holiness and our new life in Christ. Now let's study the passage verse by verse beginning at, let's say, verse 9. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and upon on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. But Christ is all and in all. And, and so one of the great effects of Christianity is that it destroys barriers and distinctions and prejudice. In it, is not Jew and Greek, circumcised and uncircumcised, and so forth. The ancient world was full of these barriers, these distinctions, these prejudices. Uh, the Jews looked down on other nations because they were God's chosen people. The Greeks looked down on the barbarians because any person who could not speak Greek was a, a barbarian. The word comes from barbar. They couldn't speak. It was child's language. And Scythians were considered the lowest of barbarians. In fact, Josephus calls them little short of being a wild beast. They were the savages that lived on the outskirts of civilization that uh, terrified the civilized world with their atrocities. And a slave wasn't even considered human 
in the ancient world. They were merely property, a, a living tool with no rights whatsoever of their own. Their owner could uh, thrash or brand or maim or kill them. They didn't even have a right to marriage, although their master could breed them. There was no fellowship in the ancient world between those who were slaves and those who were free. But in Christ, all of those distinctions, those prejudices, those barriers were broken down. Now, Paul here points out four distinctions of particular importance. There's racial, racial or national distinctions, such as like those between Greeks and Jews. There are religious distinctions, such as between those who are circumcised and those who are not. There are cultural distinctions, such as between the Greeks and barbarians and Scythians. The Greeks were all exceedingly learned. The Scythians were all totally uh, uneducated. And the point that he's making here is that in the church there's room for the greatest scholar and the simplest person. That the church should be full of people who are white collar and blue collar and whatever color collar, it doesn't matter. And, And we should love each other as Christian brothers and sisters. And then the fourth distinction here is the economic or social distinction, such as between slaves and free people, because slavery was very common in the ancient world. Uh, And in the church, something really special happened. Uh, And that was, it is possible, and it did happen, that the slave was the leader of the church and the master was a member of that church. And something like that could only happen in the Christian church. In, in, in Christian church, these social distinctions of the world became irrelevant. And so the question is, well, how can these barriers have been removed? And Paul gives the answer, it's because Christ is all and is in all. For all of these people, Christ is everything. He is all. He's all they need for redemption and unity. He's what brings us together. He is all, and He is in all. He dwells in believers so that there can be no prejudice. In Christ, human distinctions are removed. If, 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 there, if these distinctions are no problem for Him, they shouldn't be a problem for us. Everyone is equal at the cross. And it kind of ties back to verse 10. In Christ, we're being renewed after the image of our Creator. All mankind was created in the image of God. Verse 12, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Now we're going to break this down uh, passage by passage. He starts with put on then. And again, it's in reference to clothing. And um, we're to put on these garments. And, you know, we dress for a particular occasion. I'm dressed for church on Sunday morning, this morning. Last night I I was dressed a little differently. Tomorrow I'm going to be dressed differently. We dress appropriate for an occasion. And the occasion he's talking about here is being a Christian. In which case, we're not part-time Christians, we're full-time Christians. You're either a Christian or you're not. And if you are, it's 24-7, 365. You need to put off the old garments, you need to put on the new garments, and you need to stay clothed in the new garments as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Now the interesting thing about 
these three descriptives is that they originally belonged exclusively to the Jewish people. They were the chosen people of God. They were dedicated as a nation to God. They were the beloved of God. But Paul takes these three descriptives that used to be, had once been the possession of Israel, and he gives them to the Gentiles. And by doing that, he shows that God's love and grace have gone out to the ends of the earth. There's no longer a most favored nation situation. Not much has changed, has it, since Paul wrote that letter to the Colossians. Pastor Leighton Sheely is taking us verse by verse through the book of Colossians, and we're deep into our study. And if you'd like to go back and review some of the past broadcasts, you can do that easily on the website studyversebyverse.com. If you appreciate this kind of deep insight into what the Word of God says, You'll find that on a regular basis in the teaching from the pulpit at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno and also in the Highlands Institute. You can find out more about that when you go to the website highlands.us. There's a link to the various ministries at the church there on the homepage. And uh, when you click on that, you'll see Highlands Institute. Again, the church's website is highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. As always, thank you for joining us today. I hope you can slip us into your schedule tomorrow as well at this same time as we open the Word of God once again and study verse by verse.